I was so proud of my creation. I'd worked so hard on it, forming the ceramic to just the right shape, painting it and carefully brushing on the glaze, then baking it until it hardened just right. It was a gift I'd made for my mom when I was in first grade. When I handed it to her, she smiled and said, Oh, thank, thank you. You're, you're so thoughtful to make this for me. It was the best ashtray I'd ever made for my mom. <laughs> you know, I think if you're over a certain age, chances are you made an ashtray in school for your mom and dad. How many kids do you think today make ashtrays for their parents as a school project? Yeah, probably not very many. Ashes are not part of our everyday life like they used to be. And a hundred years ago or more, ashes would have been an even bigger part of your home life than just in an ashtray. Every home burned wood or coal for heat and cooking, and the removal of ashes from the house by the pound was a daily chore. Today, natural gas and electricity, not to mention the reduction of people smoking cigarettes, pipes, and cigars, means our homes are much more ashless. They're more sanitized. We don't engage with ashes as much in our lives, unless perhaps you still own a wood-burning fireplace. But one day each year, we do encounter ashes. We engage them up close and personal. We have them smeared on our face. They visibly mark our foreheads. That day is today, of course. Christians have imposed ashes on themselves for centuries as a gesture of humility and truly being sorry for their sin committed against God and their fellow man, woman, and child. For example, Job abased himself and repented in dust and ashes. Daniel pleaded with God in prayer, fasting, putting on sackcloth, which is kind of like itchy burlap that doesn't feel good, and ashes. We're told in the book of Esther that the entire assembly of the Jews fasted and wore ashes in the time of national lamenting over their sins. The prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel summoned the people to repent with ashes. Oh, my people, they said, put on sackcloth and roll in ashes. Wow, good thing we don't do that in church anymore, huh? Put out a big pan of ashes here and let's all take our turn rolling in it. But the gesture is, well, you know, our version is much more cleaner, right? But the gesture is no less serious than in those days that people would douse themselves with ashes. Jesus himself refers to repentance with sackcloth and ashes. All of this associates the sign of ashes with repentance. So also on this Ash Wednesday, ashes remind us of the need for repentance. But why are they a symbol of this? Well, first of all, to get down into the dust and ashes means to humble yourself, to go low in a stance of humility before God, like the little Fred Meyer people on the commercial, right? Low, low, low. You know, you've got to get down low into the dirt. Ashes are, are also dirty in that they're, they're hard to remove from the skin and the clothing, so they seem filthy. 
Repentance acknowledges the sin which clings to us like filth. Third, ashes are associated with death, which is the penalty for sin. After the first sin committed by Adam and Eve, God commanded sin and those who sin to death by saying, you are dust and to dust you shall return. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. How many times have you heard that in a movie or a TV show? Huh? Whenever there's a, a funeral scene. <clears throat> I really do say those words in the cemetery when we say our final goodbyes for now to those whom we love. But haven't you ever wondered, what's all of this repentance stuff anyway? And why do ashes symbolize it? Some churches don't talk about sin and repentance. Those are unpleasant things. We just want Jesus. Well, our reading from the prophet Joel says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. Two times in this text, the Lord calls us to return to Him. Return with all your heart. <clears throat> Repent means to turn. To return, if you will, to the one who shows mercy. It's not addressed to pagans, but to God's people, to us. Why should we turn? Because we're sinful. We are continually sinning, even when we're not aware of it. Our letter from John makes it clear, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. A man prayed these words to God. He prayed, Lord, today I haven't lied, gossiped, been unkind or lost my temper. I haven't had an impure thought or selfish motive, but now it is time for me to get out of bed. You know, in other words, it isn't going to be long from arising from sleep that he will do something against God or his neighbor. We're so quickly dirtied with sin, even at the beginning of the day. The mark of it is always on us. And its consequences ultimately demand the payment of death, which is also continually before us. But we also repent because God is merciful. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. And He relents over disaster. We repent to receive God's mercy. Jesus came to, to this sin-filled world and took upon Himself the filth of our sin. God made Christ to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. And you know that biblical might is not, oh, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. No, it is a future and present tense. It, it will and it has happened. Jesus suffered and died to pay the penalty of your sin and mine. He lay in the dust and ashes of death for you. God promises the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is why we put ashes on our foreheads in the shapes of the cross. 
This shows our confession that we have, be, that we have been forgiven by Christ the crucified. It attests to the mercy of God. We are marked with the sign of the cross to remind us of our baptism when we were first received in God's mercy. We're marked with the cross to witness to the world that God's mercies are new every day as we live in repentant faith. So, we'll remain this way for the next 40 days, the season of Lent, not counting the Sundays, but we can repent every day of our lives. That's the life of the Christian believer and follower of Jesus Christ. We do, we do so in view of God's mercy as repentance and forgiveness of sin because of it's a permanent mark on our lives. A pastor in a rural community was preparing for the Ash Wednesday service when he remembered that he had not made the ashes for that year. I myself have been caught short a couple times when I decided to look for the ashes a few days before Ash Wednesday and I couldn't find any. So I know how it goes. It's a tradition at, at this rural pastor's church, as it is here too, that he gathers some palm branches from the previous year's Palm Sunday service and burn them to use for the next Ash Wednesday service. So this pastor had forgotten to do this. But being the quick thinker that he is, he immediately remembered the Christmas tree that was in the sanctuary during Christmas was still out back in the brush pile, all dried up. So he cut some pine branches off with needles and stuff and burned those into ashes. When Ash Wednesday arrived, this pastor used these ashes to mark the foreheads of his parishioners. Later that evening, he gets a phone call from an angry member who complained that she couldn't wash the mark off of her forehead before she turned in to sleep that night. The mark was indelible. The pastor tried to rinse the ashes from his own forehead, but noticed the mark stayed on him too. In fact, nobody that had gone to his church that night and received the ashes could get the stuff off. They remained on everyone for several days. Only after repeated washings and scrubbings, the marks would slowly fade. Apparently, the pine branches from that Christmas tree had originally been sprayed with a dye to preserve the color. And the chemical remained in the ashes and so stained the people's skin with a kind of permanent ink or pigment. The people were understandably irritated by this. But a lesson was learned from this unintended mishap. Repentance is not just for one day only. And certainly not a few hours of the evening before bedtime. It's a permanent mark on our lives until Jesus returns on the last day and makes all things new again, including us. Then the mark of sin and repentance will no longer be on us, but until that day, it is visible in our lives at all times. And remember, the cross is not a symbol of God's wrath, but of His mercy. May this cross on you, which outwardly won't last on you much past this evening. It's not made from the Christmas tree we had in here last Christmas. I, I, it's from last year's palm branches. Some of the confirmands that are here tonight actually burned them for you. 
May this cross nevertheless remain on you until next year. Symbolically, when you'll get it again, and the year after, how many years are left in your life? However many years until Jesus returns. Together we live life eternally in view of God's mercy. Amen.